Welcome to Ashanti, everyone. That was the song of the week, Patience by Ray Black. And this is a weekly astro forecast that we host every Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern Standard Time, 3 p.m. BST to take a closer look at the transits and the cosmic energy of the week ahead. So go ahead and join our group here on Clubhouse. Share with your friends and family so they can get all of the tea too. We missed you guys so, so much last week. I have had an amazing solar return this week on the 9th and I was literally flying out <laughs> the next day. So, um, so, so grateful for you guys to be with us this week. And I am in Jamaica right now. I'm on the beautiful island of Jamaica. So please bear with me if the connection is a little bit spotty. I've done the best I can to find the best location on the resort. Um, but if you do hear it going in and out, then please just bear with us for this episode. If you haven't already, guys, join our email list. Don't forget to purchase your copy of the Astro Tea Journal, and that is available on Amazon. Just go to the link at the top of the room here, and you'll be able to receive all of the exclusive tea. Hey, Sol. Yes, I just want to take the opportunity to wish Empress again a beautiful, wonderful solar return. Um, Astro Tea would not be what it is without you, and I'm just so grateful to have you as a friend, a sister, and a business partner. I love you so much, and I'm wishing you so many blessings and growth and opportunity and fulfillment and alignment wherever it is that your spirit takes you. So just thank you for our partnership. Just wanted to say that. <laughs> <laughs> if you are new to the space, what we're going to do is run through the transits of the upcoming week, both from the astrology and tarot perspectives, and then we'll have a conversation at the end. So anything that you want to share, feel free to put it in the room chat, whether it's a question, comment, you need clarification, anything, um, and we'll make sure to read your comments throughout the episode. So let's just get into it. If you want to grab some tea, if you have your Astro Tea Journal on hand, um, you can open it up to this week and we'll get right into it. Starting with tomorrow, September 12th, we have the Sun in Virgo in conjunct Saturn in Aquarius and Saturn is retrograde right now. So keep in mind, pretty much all, all the outer planets are retrograde, right? And we also have Mars in its shadow period which means that it's eventually going to trace the degrees where it's at now backwards when it does go into a retrograde motion. So that's what shadow period means. Um, whatever degree Mars is at right now, uh, around like 10 or 11 degrees Gemini, when it does go retrograde later in October, it will retrace these same degrees. So pretty much with the exception of Mars, we have Mercury, um, Jupiter, Saturn, Uranus, Neptune, and Pluto all retrograde right now, and Mercury. So just keep that in mind, right? That's going to be a theme, and we'll let y'all know direct. So the Sun in Virgo has taken some really powerful transits over the past few days. On Thursday and Friday, the Sun was trying the North Node in Taurus and sextile the South Node in Scorpio. Today, Sunday, the Sun is trying Uranus and Taurus, right? And tomorrow, Monday, like we said, the sun will be in conjunct Saturn and Aquarius, which is retrograde. So this is a lot of chaotic energy. A few weeks ago, I said to pay attention um, to today when the sun 
trines, Uranus retrograde. I feel like it's a lot of chaotic energy despite, you know, okay, we hear sextiles and trines and earth signs. We think of like abundance, flow, stability, right? I really don't think that that's what this energy is giving. Trines, while they're considered beneficial aspects, right? They're called benefic um, aspects. They just simply allow the energy to flow effortlessly. But it's us on the receiving side, on the experiencing side, that then we label whether that effortless energy is quote unquote good or quote unquote bad, but it just flows very easily. So a lot of this brings, you know, drastic changes in weather, right? Discomfort and committing to our spiritual assignment and also having the discipline and self-love to overcome our vices and attachments. And with there being this Libra degree, right? So that's at 19 degrees, the sun is at 19 degrees Virgo in conjunct Saturn at 19 degrees Aquarius. Um, 19 degrees corresponds to Libra energy. So um, with this Libra degree, right, adds a little bit of flavor, right? The Libra is what ties together this transit with the little bow. It's important for us to find balance, right, between Virgo and Aquarius. And we do that by assessing the needs of both signs. Virgo is the harvest, right? And it corresponds to diligence and having a critical analytical nature. Aquarius is that waiting period before spring, and it has the power of observation and just countless ideas and plans. A lot of them are which like are very futuristic or unorthodox or outside of the box, despite it being a Saturn ruled sign. So I feel like for some of us, we've been feeling this energy of being stuck kind of like our wheels are stuck in the mud and we're trying really hard. We think the solution is to give it more gas and momentum versus recognizing that this feeling of being stuck can actually be a hidden blessing, right? When we're stuck, when we're in a momentum of like, um, when we're, when we have no momentum, right? We're conserving our energy, we're conserving our resources and we're conserving our ideas to be able to move forward with intention and precision, which is what Virgo really loves and thrives in executing that. So there's a method to the universe's madness right now. And if we feel called to rest, to hold back from launching a project, from being less social, right? It's important to honor those feelings. And then we realize that this slow moving pace is exactly what we needed to recalibrate. So it's like, what is this feeling of being stuck really supposed to teach us in, in moving forward with precision and perfection and, you know, the best possible execution? It's not really, um, it can be looked at as something that's very favorable and actually saves you from yourself, right? It's this kind of guardrail energy that may be protecting you more than it's hindering or limiting you. So Empress, what is Monday's energy with this in conjunction? We're starting off, you know, with weird vibes this week. What does this in conjunction look like from the tarot's perspective? Yeah, so for Monday with the sun in Virgo, in conjunct Saturn retrograde in Aquarius in the tarot. This is the sun in the hermit or the knight of pentacles in conjunct the five of swords reverse. And so today's forecast is really bringing in a much needed focus on our internal mental fight, specifically with consistency and discipline. And this is going to be based on the use of our time with the five of swords here in reverse representing Saturn retrograde in Aquarius. And so with the sun in the hermit and the knight of pentacles, this transit really 
positive vibes and energy to observing and to organizing the use of your time and how this adjustment can really allow us to feel more emotionally and mentally balanced at this time. So that's what I'm seeing from Monday's energy. Let's go ahead and get into Tuesday, Soul. So on Tuesday, September 13th, we have the moon in Taurus is in conjunct Mercury retrograde and Libra. So remember, Mercury went retrograde last Friday. And so this is happening at eight degrees. It's a Scorpio degree. So again, that means that the moon will be at eight degrees Taurus and Mercury will be at eight degrees Libra, which is the degree it's stationed at when it went retrograde in the first place. So over the past few days, it's very interesting. I've had a lot of insights about the Taurus and Libra relationship lately. Like that energy just keeps coming up and it's like different situations, how it's played out in different like personalities or situations or events. It kind of like, I feel this feeling. It's like, okay, the in conjunction between Taurus and Libra, the in conjunction between Taurus and Libra. So it's very interesting that I've mentioned this in previous episodes about despite them being the two sides of Venus, they're still in conjunct, right? So there's still this fundamental misunderstanding and an equilibrium that's needed between both of these energies. Why is that? Because their motivations are very different. Taurus wants to preserve, but Libra is a very initiatory sign. It's willing to let things go by the wayside in order to initiate new patterns of justice, to initiate new environments of harmony, right? Where Taurus is more about preservation, which means that if you're really trying to control all of your variables, you know, you're not changing as radically or as progressively or as quickly as, you know, a cardinal energy might um, might want to do. That's funny. Tanae said, blame the retrograde for real. <laughs> um, so, um, and if you think about it from the perspective of like the time of year, that's something that I've been really called to be focused on recently. Like what time of year do these signs, um, align with, right? What's going on in nature? What's going on with our environment at the specific time that we consider Aries at the specific time that we consider Taurus, right? Taurus um, comes at a time in the spring when the new growth begins to take form, right? We're, we're just ended airy season where the, you know, little leaves are sprouting out, out of the ground, right? Where trees are starting to form. If you've just planted a tree recently, it's, it's a little, um, it's like a, a tiny tree. It's, I think it's a sapling is called, um, but they're, they're vulnerable. They're weak, right? Certain animals have just begun, um, being able to walk, right, and roam freely on their own, which makes Taurus energy fixated on, okay, what are the resources that I have available? What is the stability of this land to be able to support new life, right? But then Libra comes at a time that is supposed to adjust nature from the hot summers to the fall season. You know, we don't go from having 70 degree days to like 40 degree days overnight. It's a gradual shift to be able to harmoniously embrace this change in one season to the next. So on this day, our emotions might seem fixed, right? On a particular value or principle that we've dug our heels into. But Mercury retrograde in Libra is asking for a reassessment of what, how we relate 
how we connect to one each to one another, how we defend honor and justice, which leaves the Taurus aspect, which is, you know, in this case, it's the moon, it's our emotions. It leaves Taurus feeling vulnerable and unstable and perhaps even more aggressively stubborn, you know, resisting the change even more. And the Scorpio degree indicates that things have changed and taken on new forms. Transformations have occurred, whether you're different, the other person's different, the situation is different, the environment is different, right? There's certain variables that you can't control that have changed and transformed and taken on a new um, frequency of energy, but you're still trying to operate and feel from old programs, right? You're resisting the shifting period that we're in. And I'll get into that a little bit um later throughout the week but what i was telling empress the other day and i had a great conversation with um goddess anita the other day where she asked me you know what's going on right now in the ethers and i'm like we're kind of all supposed to be unrecognizable by the time all of these planets go direct like so many things are shifting that we're really not supposed to know who we are at this time, where where we're, where we are, where we're situated, right? Who other people are. So many things are shaking to let the old fade away and replace new things in its um, in its place, right? So a lot of us are still trying to hold on from those old programs, and whether it's maybe having a difficult, vulnerable conversation with your partner, right? Or you're really called, spirit calls you to have patience with someone in a situation where you usually just either give up on them or dispose them or just snap, you know, you're being called to be patient. Um, or what you seek in a partnership has changed, whether it's, you know, a relationship or business partnership, which either means moving differently or changing the terms of existing partnerships, right? It's all about, however this manifests for you, it's really about allowing the retrograde energy to make you more pliable and receptive to these shifts that are really long overdue in all of us. So we're supposed to, like I said, be unrecognizable by, time, but by the time these planets station direct. So holding on to our, um, you know, Taurus is about self-value. We're holding on to our value of self, but not necessarily our sense of self. <laughs> that is supposed to be changing and transforming. But what we are holding on to is understanding that no matter what form our container, um, what the shape of the container is, right? What form, what state of matter we're in, that we still possess infinite value you know that is what's staying consistent but everything else is fair game to shift and move and initiate new ways of relating to other people's energies so in the tarot tuesday's transit is the high priestess in the hierophant or the king of pentacles in conjunct the four of swords reverse and so this is really the start of a three-day stance that we're all taking and really being unmovable with our personal commitments and our needs as compared to others okay and so during yesterday's forecast i mentioned feeling into our own needs in terms of what you should spend your time and energy on and today with the four of swords in the reverse uh, representing Mercury retrograde in Libra, that can definitely be a challenge because you may have created dynamics where others are used to your energy being readily available to them. And now that you're shifting your energetic priority to yourself, instead of those relationships, instead of friends, family, partnerships, 
you know, stress can begin to develop, especially with this in conjunction. And so the Hierophant is looked up to by others, right? Um, the Hierophant makes themselves available to others to teach and to guide us based on life stories, based on lessons that have been experienced and learned by the Hierophant. And so, um, rounding this out, the Hierophant would not be able to commit to teaching and guiding others if they did not first commit to guiding themselves in study, in practice, in connection to spirit. And so knowing and reminding yourself that you come first on a day like today, and then being willing to establish that foundation with others where they know that you're committed to yourself first will really help to build on the respect that they have for you, the respect that you have for yourself, and it's also going to create a structure in the relationship or partnership that's a lot less likely to leave you feeling drained or without time for your own personal growth as well. So that's what I was seeing for Tuesday's energy. Let's get into Wednesday, Soul. So Wednesday, September 14th, we have the moon in Taurus is trying Venus and Virgo. This is really interesting. And I'm excited to share my perspectives on this day because it came from a uh, a meditation that I had the other day, but also a really great conversation that I had with Empress yesterday. So this is happening at 22 degrees, right? The moon is at 22 degrees Taurus, trining Venus and Virgo, which is at 22 degrees as well. And uh, 22 degrees corresponds to Capricorn energy. It's known as a critical degree. 18 degrees and 22 degrees are what we call critical degrees in astrology and 22 degrees specifically is known as the kill or be killed degree and you know I, I try to I don't always refer to it that way um, because I think people start to get like afraid right my whole moon in Capricorn and my natal chart is at 22 degrees and it's, it's more about the stakes feeling very, very high, right? For me, since it's my moon in Capricorn, it's about emotions. Like my emotions feel like it's like life or death, basically. So it's not necessarily always literal, but it's just that our perception of the energy feels like it's very, very high stakes. So for this day, this energy, the moon and Taurus trining Venus and Virgo, let's break down the energy, right? To decipher what contenders are we playing with, with this energy, right? The moon and Taurus, needs emotional stability and comfort. Venus in Virgo, right? Venus is about appreciation and adding value. So um, Venus in Virgo is about appreciation, appreciation of the process, right? Appreciation for being, even being in the position to be of service. I think a lot of earth signs hold resentment about being of service to other people but it's like that's like our almost like a spiritual appointment that we're even in a position to be of service to other people you know it's it's a blessing right and it's more about how we handle our boundaries and how we handle you know our energy reserves how do we honor our energy when we're in such positions of abundance that we actually have something to give of service to other people it's also about staying committed to our assignments from spirit as they appear in the mundane world, right? What are the literal practical actions that you're taking on this assignment from spirit? And then this Capricorn degree, right? Adding all the little flavor at the end on top of this, um, top of this transit, it's crystallizing our vision and our legacy. So with that being said, 
have we lost sight of what this is all for is my question for this day i feel like some of us are very very gifted and we're in the possession of an arsenal of invaluable weapons armor knowledge information and wealth but there's a part of us that thinks that this path has to be difficult and relentless right we've already assumed that in our minds so then we second guess ease we second guess balance we second guess rest and we second guess organic alignment like there's a part of us especially us cardinal signs and us earth signs right we feel like we have to do so much and be tired and worn down and out of breath in order to achieve what we're here to do that it sounds almost unbelievable for us to think that it can just come to us right um a lot of us are waiting around for the next big thing you know we're waiting for the epiphany we're waiting for that grandiose opportunity we're waiting for the perfect timing right you're like the chances are looking real nice in 15 months like that's gonna be my time to shine you know what i'm saying that's when everything's gonna align perfectly and we're get we're missing the everyday calls for us to show up to be real and raw in our process and to really bridge the gap between the present you and the you you want to be and this resonated with me like heavily like i'm speaking on this as like like i said this first came up in a meditation that was for myself that it's like i'm seeing the person that i want to be in my mind's eye and i'm out here feeling discouraged instead of excited you know the, that version of me in my mind's eye it's not making me excited yes it's like beautiful the things that i see but it's making me feel discouraged of like damn i'm not there yet and i'm so stuck in that damn i'm not there yet that i'm missing <laughs> the daily opportunities for me to at least take one step put one foot in front of the other and know that i'm a step closer to integrating and aligning with that version of myself that i see so us taking intentional rest and periods of solitude to recharge is very very important right whereas virgo sometimes powers through feelings of fatigue and anxiety taurus is like i love a good nap you know what i'm saying i need to recharge i need to enjoy this process of taking both planets and balancing them allowing each other to help one another out um but i feel like where where recharging in solitude is important i think a lot of us myself included have actually been feeling social anxiety and expecting perfection from ourselves every single time that we do decide to show up so our solitude is actually grounded in avoidance rather than self-care so this is an opportunity for us to realize that all we have to do is live like that that's the problem a lot of us are not living we're hiding and we're avoiding the work <laughs> which is not the same as just living you know uh, i used the example when i talked to empress yesterday that all I did the other day was choose to go for a walk. And it was beautiful because someone had like a stack of books outside their house. And one of the books was like an astrology book, you know, like little things like that that confirm my purpose are only activated when I choose to live, right? I.e. go for a walk. I didn't have to do anything strenuous or, you know, conquer the uh, unachievable, you know, to be able to see that I'm on the right track and get that spiritual confirmation. So all we have to do our only responsibility is to live and to hold in our mind that image of us embodying our spiritual purpose and then alignment with that frequency we'll just do the rest that's all we got to do is show up 
and live and just remember what this is all for, which is kind of liberating for us who feel like we have to do the impossible in order to align with spirit. Like it's very liberating to know that all we have to do is live, but that does require us to show up for the people who have been like hiding and avoiding things, myself included. So that's what I have for Wednesday's energy. Empress, what's your take on this trine between Venus and the moon? For today's transit in the tarot, we have the high priestess in the hierophant or the king of pentacles trying the ten of pentacles energy. And so on day two now of this three-day stance that we're having with ourselves versus others, today's forecast brings in the peace that can really be had when we align ourselves with purpose, right? Connecting with spirit and allowing it to really guide us in our lives. And so from Monday's transit, it mentioned feeling into what you need. By Tuesday, I touched on standing your ground and really staying committed to putting yourself first. And so now on Wednesday, this trine is showing us how our lives can really begin to come together with such beauty and magic just by believing that you are deserving. You're deserving of peace. You are deserving of relaxation. You are deserving of abundance, right? All by allowing spirit to guide you and staying committed to whatever that journey looks like for you specifically. And so the 10 of pentacles is a representation of all your wants, all of your needs being met really feeling love and peace in your home and being surrounded by loved ones that truly accept you for exactly who you are. And so there's no stress in this energy with this 10 of pentacles here on this day. There's no struggle in this energy. There's just that satisfaction, right? That abundance, the comfort and the allowance of yourself to walk in tangent with spirit. And so I really love what you mentioned, Soul, and just living. This literally is embodiment of that energy, just living, okay? Choose to be open to changes that will lead to new levels of luxury and abundance for you just by being yourself. I think this is a really beautiful, effortless day to really see the possibilities and the magic that can happen in our lives by us just trusting and being guided by spirit. So I'm gonna cut it there and um, hopefully you guys help me okay, <laughs> but let's go ahead and go into Thursday, Soul. And I think that theme continues on to Thursday, September 15th. We have another moon in Taurus transit. And so, you know, when Empress and I look at these um, transits a few weeks ahead, when we're trying to map out what we want to speak on, it's very interesting when we have weeks where like day after day after day, the real, the only thing really going on is uh, moon transits, because that to me signifies that it's a time for us to really go within ourselves in regards to whatever sign the moon is, like what aspect of ourself, right? Where is Taurus in your chart? And that's the area of life that you're going to be digging deep. Um, and recognizing what attachments do you have in that area of life. And I saw goddess um, Ta's comment in the room chat. I'm also a Capricorn sun and moon. And I had a very similar um, week last week that I'll actually talk about. One of our transits this week talks about um, the ability to just like surrender to needing rest, right? And how that correlates to productivity on a mundane and spiritual level. So I'll actually get to that. Um, 
So for Thursday, we have the moon in Taurus is going to be sextile Neptune in Pisces. Neptune is, remember, retrograde. All of our outer planets are retrograde. So this is happening at 24 degrees, right? Moon at 24 degrees Taurus, sextile Neptune at 24 degrees Pisces. And 24 degrees actually does correspond with Pisces energy. So that's the kind of like the overwhelming aspect of this day's energy, this day's transit, right? Is that somehow the the results or the um, impact on our life is this like Piscean energy that we're supposed to master or observe or integrate, right? So we're really being made... Um, we're really being called to reach a deeper sense of awareness about what we're emotionally attached to with this moon in Taurus. And I had a really great meditation. This was all from like this incredible meditation that I had the other day that gave me a lot of downloads. I didn't really know in that moment that it would relate to this upcoming week of Astro Tea, but it was a really great um, time that I spent with myself that now I'm able to share with you all about things that I received. And, um, in this meditation, I was shown how these the things that I'm attached to emotionally colors my words, my thoughts, and my actions, right? Especially with people that I realized and accepted that I haven't forgiven, you know? And I realized in that meditation that sometimes my words and my actions can carry anger and resentment because I'm not living in the present moment. You know, um, I'm still holding on to things about the past that affects like how I show up in spaces with these people. And I felt like almost this internal wind, right, telling me to really let it all go because it's really heavy and it's slowing me down. And so to better understand the energy of this day where we have the moon in Taurus, right, which is our possessions um, and, and attachments being in a supportive role, right? The sextile with Neptune, you know, our dreams, our fantasies, our ethereal experience. I want y'all to just indulge me in this for a moment and imagine, right? That a magic carpet shows up to you, right? You're just at your house, you're chilling, you're doing whatever. And a magic carpet shows up ready to take you to the palace, okay? And this palace is your own personal heaven. And what I mean by that is everything that you desire, everything that your spirit wants and needs to be fulfilled, everything that your human self wants and needs to be fulfilled, right? It's all there. This palace is your personal heaven. And this magic carpet shows up and it's like, I'm ready to take you there. And then you're like, okay, got you. Let me, you know, let me pack some food, right? Because I need my snacks. You know, I can't be without my snacks. You're like, oh, let me bring my favorite blanket because I don't know what y'all got up there in the palace. You know what I'm saying? You might not have this type of luxurious blanket <laughs> that I sleep with every night. And, you know, I got to pack my books too because like, what if y'all don't got the books that I'm reading over at the palace, right? And you're like, you know, as a matter of fact, can my cousin come too? You know, can I put my cousin on the carpet? You know, him and I are like blood brothers. So like, he got to come with me too, right? And you're thinking of all these things that you got to pack with you on this magic carpet. And you're, um, you're weighing the carpet down. You know what I'm saying? You're weighing the whole damn carpet down that's supposed to take you there. <laughs> and you're missing the point that it's your own personal heaven anything that you want and could possibly need is already there and you're trying to be the bag lady why 
You know what I'm saying? Why is that? And because your mindset is like, well, just in case they don't have it, right? Just in case that I'll be uncomfortable there. And that's that's lack of faith. You know what I mean? We're in scarcity and in lack when we're trying to pack all these things into our Mary Poppins bag because we think that whatever's on the other side isn't going to have the creature comfort that we've gotten so attached to, you know? Um, a whole magic carpet just pulled up and you're worried about that it might not have what you need when you get to heaven, you know? How is this a metaphor for what you've been carrying around energetically, right? Maybe we have avoidance disguised as principles, right? You're like, oh, these are my values. I can't possibly experience that. Those are against my principles, but we're really avoiding experiences that are actually going to show us what we're capable of. You know, maybe it's literal things like dense foods. We've been eating either eating a lot or eating foods that are very, very heavy on our body that weigh us down, you know? Like we're like a paperweight, right? Or maybe it's grudges that we haven't let go on, let go of that prevent us from moving on. Or it's a narrative of low self-worth that keeps you from becoming great. You know, Pisces is as light as a feather and it's not weighed down by things in this three-dimensional form. So what are we doing to weigh ourselves down, right? Taurus and Pisces are in a sextile. They're supposed to help one another. The less attachments that we have, the more light we're traveling, which means we're able to go a lot more places, right? Whether that's higher places, further places, deeper places, you know, we can't access those levels if we're focused on weighing ourselves down, whether it's physically or energetically. So um, just like I was, I was getting a lot of Disney references these days, just like the movie says, it's like all we need is a little faith trust and pixie dust and we can fly you know that's all you need to fly so you can leave your bags at home and be confident in the fact that when you get to that personal palace when you get to your own little slice of heaven they'll have the things that you need and want the things that are beyond your imagination of fulfillment you know so that's the visual I got. Hopefully y'all follow me on that one. But I was really getting that we're weighing ourselves down on these spiritual excursions because we're trying to pack heavy. So Empress, what's your take on Thursday's energy? That was a, just with me hearing you as a bit spotty. So I don't know if you'll be able to hear me that clearly. Um, so soul, if you can hear me. Um, but for the tarot for today, we have the High Priestess in the Hierophant or the King of Pentacles, Sextile, the Eight of Cups in the Reverse. And so this is really that final day of our readings that I was speaking about with the Eight of Cups in Reverse. And so it's he, do you really want to create or about moving forward? That's really what I want us to focus on um on for today's energy um also what realities do you have to face or come to terms with right so that you can come to terms with what possibly needs to be replaced um and so i really feel like this may be the last day of the three-day stance with the moon and taurus but it also has a lot of potential 
to kind of feel the heaviest emotionally. And so our subconscious is so, so powerful. And whatever we have stored in our subconscious tends to be the program that we operate on as individuals. So this is a great day to venture into your subconscious mind to uncover what's really in there and also be willing to address whatever comes up when you go inside that subconscious mind, right? So that healing, possibly new programming can begin to be installed that will remove any blocks to your abundance, to your ability to move into more happy and prosperous times in your life and really experience your dreams in the tangible reality on earth, right? And so doing this work today, I was really feeling that it can create an opportunity to see results faster, almost like a shortcut within you know, the sextile. So really kind of being committed to your ascension on this day and facing yourself instead of indulging in forms of escapism, um, that's gonna continue to suppress more of the energy that's perhaps keeping you feeling stuck and unaligned in those different areas of your life um, will be kind of cut short, you know? It won't have to be as long of an experience by you taking this sextile as an opportunity to kind of create that doorway of a shortcut for yourself. So I really love the analogy of the bag lady in a sense, kind of like referring to the subconscious mind in terms of what came up for me. Um, but let's go ahead and move on to Friday. On Friday, September 16th, we have the Sun in Virgo opposing Neptune in Pisces, which again is retrograde. And so the Virgo-Pisces axis deals with the mundane versus the spiritual, right? Criticism versus compassion. So this is happening again at 24 degrees, which is a Pisces degree. So this Neptune and Pisces energy is really like where the lesson is to be learned in this energetic exchange that the Sun and Neptune are having on this day. So when we have an opposition in the um, in astrology, I was about to say in the tarot, um, when we have oppositions in astrology, it deals with conflict resolution and finding likeness within difference, right? So Virgo is about harvesting the fields that are full of crops and operating on based on what's visible to the naked eye, right? Think about a farmer. Think about Virgo as the farmer archetype. Okay, if we have this many workers working X amount of fields, right? For eight hours a day, for 14 days, that's gonna yield this amount of crop, then we're gonna need this amount of trucks to, pro to you know, transport the crops, and that's gonna yield a profit of blah, 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 right? They're very, very technical and analytical, and their whole operation is based off of what? The crops, right? Something that's above the surface, that's visible to the naked eye, and harvesting said crops, right? They have a process in place already for this harvesting. But Pisces comes right before the spring, right? Right before airy season. So Pisces is about all the changes that are happening beneath the soil, right? It looks dormant to the naked eye, but underneath the surface, all the roots are sprouting. You know, there's underground signs of new life that are coming from the remains of the death that winter brought us, right? That we experienced in Capricorn and Aquarius season. So right now, a lot of our downloads are not coming through mundane action, but they're coming through sleep, through our dreams, through art, 
through music, through solitude, you know, for those of us who have, who are indulging in plant medicine excursions, right? What revelations are we getting on those trips? And it's vital for us to not be too hard on ourselves for not being as productive in the earthly realm because we're still being productive. It just may not look like it. it's beneath the surface, right? And God is taught, that's what happened to me last week where I was having a lot of like brain fog, you know, like I would try to sit in front of a computer and like just push through, you know, my feelings and just work on it. But like my brain just was foggy. But I realized that all last week, my dreams were so, so, so vivid in ways that I recognized what a lot of the symbols were trying to teach me, you know, so I was doing work, just not what we traditionally define work as. And a lot of us were getting a huge amount of subconscious information, right? This moon in Pisces, this full moon that we just had was real. Like I know y'all really felt that downloading and uploading of information. And for this software upgrade, know that the information loads a lot faster when we're at peace or when we're resting, right? Not trying to just force our way through productivity. And I know as a person who's very earth dominant in my chart and very cardinal dominant in my chart, it's really hard to hear for earth signs and cardinal signs that our whole job on this earth is to initiate and to respond to information. But ironically, trying to work through these downloads will only slow us down and actually complicate the flowing path that is naturally unfolding. And we might be working tirelessly at something and we're so fixated on it that we're missing the message that's like, like what you're looking for is right here. You know what I'm saying? Because we're trying to like push through and do as much work as we possibly can within a given amount of time. So uh, Empress and I have used the analogy before on Astro T of like having a hundred keys on a key ring and we're trying to open one door, right? And only one key opens the door, but you don't know which one. So of course, a lot of us would just think, all right, either some of us might be like, I'm gonna just try random keys until it works. Or some of us, like I have Mercury and Capricorn, I'm gonna be like, all right, you know, I'm gonna start with key number one <laughs> and then our key number 99 and work my way backwards or forwards or whatever. But instead of chasing the validation for all the hard work that you did, right, of testing out all 100 keys or 99 keys so you found the one that worked, spirit might whisper, hey, it's key 57. <laughs> and you don't have to go through all of that work. And if we decide to still go through after we've been given the answer, then that's a choice, you know, whether we're... Um, like feeling validated through the work, validated through like um, the suffering, right? Or maybe we feel like there's a lesson to be learned by going through that experience. That's fine too. But sometimes by overworking ourselves, we miss the very clear and subconscious messages about which way to go, you know, what door to open, what path to choose. So a lot of the work that's being done right now is not like literal or mundane, but it's things happening beneath the soil, right? Beneath that surface. So how do we find balance? You know, we just talked about, you know, taking intentional steps every single day, but it's also creating time for when spirit needs to take us off our path, you know, or our routine or what we planned out for the day, um, experiencing spontaneity and synchronicity as well. So Empress, what's your take with this opposition that we got going on? Yes, I absolutely love that breakdown. And in the tarot, 
for today's transit, we have the Sun in the Hermit or the Knight of Pentacles opposing the Eight of Cups in the reverse. And so, as I mentioned yesterday, we really cannot avoid the walk, everyone, especially in Virgo season, right? Even if that's walking on incorporating more rest. And so, you can think that by temporarily escaping the feelings that it will make it go away when in fact, we all know that it's only being postponed, right? This is kind of like when your alarm clock goes off and you hit the snooze button, it may have stopped the alarm from making noise at that specific moment, right? But the alarm is going to start back up in about five minutes or however long that snooze period is, right? And so today's transit is really with this opposition allowing us to embrace the analysis of what work and what steps need to be taken to go through and become more familiar with the conscious, right? And so this may seem confrontational to wanting to continue pressing the snooze um, button. You know, you may want to have that feeling of fighting, like, okay, I want to do the work, but in, in another sense, I'm so comfortable in that form of escapism and not having to get up out of my dream or wake up and get out of bed because this feels comfortable to me, right? So avoiding what work needs to be done, but you need to take those steps and go through that and become more familiar with the, the subconscious, even though it may seem confrontational to wanting to continue pressing that, that button and avoiding the deeper work that your subconscious has been intentionally bringing up for you to walk through, right? So with today's forecast, what emotions have been coming up for you specifically, be it in your interactions with other people? So we have Mercury Retrograde and Libra in the background at this time. What interactions in your relationships and partnerships or conversations have sparked certain emotions or certain communication with yourself in terms of your mindset certain thoughts that have come up for you that have initiated certain feelings and emotional responses right this could also be in the personal time that you've been spending with yourself what emotional um, experiences have come up to for you have come up to the surface can you journal about what has been coming up for you and possibly allow that journaling process or even talking to yourself right with this mercury energy to go deeper allow journaling or speaking to allow you to go deeper into where those feelings have come from it could even be something that dates back to early experiences that you've had that really went unaddressed that your subconscious has repeatedly brought up but you suppressed through forms of escapism because when we deal with pisces um, kind of like you mentioned, soul, you know, plant medicine experimentation, those types of things, of course, they help you to feel certain feelings, but it's also to encourage you to go into acknowledgement of those emotions of potential buildups of trauma and work through that to release it for healing, right? Medicine is supposed to be healing. And so utilizing plant medicines for that healing aspect specifically, instead of possibly more of the escapism aspect that it brings in. Um, so that's what I'm seeing predominantly for the energy of today for Friday's transit. Let's go ahead and get into the weekend, soul.
Yes, and I love that. And what you just said brings up a point that actually ISO brought up um, in Xavier. Is it Xavier? No. In Xavier's room yesterday, it was a great room if y'all want to listen to the replay about the full moon in Pisces. But ISO was talking about how even using our body, like um, in yoga or like intentional movement, to also release energy as well. Um, just because I'm still trying to cultivate a better relationship with writing things down. Like you really like. I'm, I've embraced the fact that you have to be radically honest when you write things down, but the Saturn in me is like, damn, I'm making that shit real when I write down a feeling versus like honoring it and letting it pass. Like if I'm in a very emotional state and I'm just writing how I feel, like, am I manifesting this? And I'm, am I making this shit real? Like I have to work on, you know, my relationship with like dumping emotions, you know, and not trying to cast spells on myself at the same time. So for other people that whether, you know, writing may not feel as natural, or you're trying to also improve your relationship with like writing down your feelings. I feel like body movement is also something that is incredibly um, healing as well for us to release this energy. And like you said, Empress, um, speaking to yourself out loud as well. I have a Gemini seventh house, so I'm very much an external um, processor when it comes to um, my feelings and my reflections. So speaking of Gemini, as we go into the weekend, we have Saturday, September 17th, we got Mars and Gemini, sextile Chiron, which is also retrograde. We forgot Chiron. Chiron is also moving in a retrograde pattern right now in Aries. So the relationship between Aries and Gemini is all about quickness and vivacity, right? These are two signs that are very, very um, fast moving, whether it's impulsive or curious or, you know, these two signs, Aries and Gemini have issues with staying in the same place for long. They're always trying to initiate or follow some sort of stimulus or be the stimulus, be what changes the frequency in a room or space and ask questions and touch, you know, mess with technology and put it back together after breaking it apart. Like, you know, it's very um, fidgety kind of energy, especially since Gemini rules the hands. It's very much um, fidgeting with your hands and things like that. And this is happening at 15 degrees. So Mars will be at 15 degrees Gemini and Chiron will be at 15 degrees Aries. 15 degrees does correspond with Gemini energy. So again, it's more of that Gemini to the mix. And the image that I got for this day was of someone, I got like a more masculine energy, like a man um, feeling threatened by the reflection that he sees in the mirror and punching the mirror aggressively um, because they think that they're defending themselves from an opponent or an enemy, but it's really just a reflection of you, you know, and now you're bleeding, now you're hurt, now you're injured and you're left with like, whoa, like I just responded aggressively to this reflection of me, right? This wasn't an enemy, this was an opponent. I'm looking at myself in the mirror, you know, what What did that trigger inside of me? And so I'm not gonna lie y'all, this, this energy can be very healing for us who are recognizing the patterns because Chiron is where we habitually make mistakes in a, in a particular area of life. So for those who are resisting that Aries impulsive urge to like, stop the track right and reflect on our patterns i feel like it's it's an opportunity to heal right chiron is the wounded healer if we are even aware of the fact that we're wounded a lot of us are out here walking around you know limping wounded in some way energetically physically and we're oblivious to it you know we can't you know sharks are out here smelling blood and we're just like oblivious to the fact that we're even wounded you know so it's like being able to stop in our tracks 
and reflect and assess. So on this day, I feel like people um, may be acting impulsively and aggressively because of they're triggered, right? Using fighting words, right? We have Gemini, which is mercurial. It's our words. It's our throat chakra. So using our throat chakra to um, share and project that aggressiveness, right? Which is all just triggers and wounds. Um, friends, you know, Gemini's friends and associates. Friends might be trying to give you a different perspective, you know, or ask you a question, and then you lash out at them, you know, for, for asking you to consider a different perspective or asking you a question, you feel like they're attacking you. Um, also throwing hands, he will be throwing hands and asking questions later, right? Because Aries is aggression and Gemini rules the hands and also our inquisitive nature. So it's like some of us, you know, it would behoove us to make sure that we're getting the, the information from the right source, you know, before taking action. Um, blind rage is another thing that I felt for this day. Someone really just like seeing white or seeing black and just like blacking out and acting out of that space of anger. Um, also road rage, right? Mars and Gemini's aggression with cars or aggression on the road. Um, and Chiron and Aries could be um, the authorities or the police or law enforcement. So some of us really can't afford any more run-ins with the law, whether it's like we already got mad moving violations or points on our license or, you know, we're walking on thin ice. Um, but this is repeated mistakes that we're making with law enforcement or authority that has to do with our aggression, you know? Um, and just a reminder, um, that allowing people to get you out of character is a sign of like immaturity, you know, and recognizing that sometimes people will instigate just so that we can fall in their trap. Like they want us to turn up aggressively so that we do something that we can't take back or we put ourselves in a negative position because we fell in the trap that they set for us in the first place. So it's going to be an intense day. This is very impulsive, um, energy that you know the only thing that we can really do to ground it is to stay centered and not allow external things to abruptly shift our energy because it is some sort of cycle that we're all kind of repeating and getting stuck in and the whole point of Chiron retrograde in Aries is to recognize the pattern recognize our repeated mistakes with Aries energy regard like depending on where it falls in your chart and doing our best to redirect that energy in a way that's more conducive for for us, you know. So, Empress, what's your take on this this energy on Saturday before we close out with Sunday? So, starting off the weekend, we have the Tower and the Lovers or the Knight of Swords, Sextile Chiron retrograde, and the Emperor or the Queen of Wands energy. And I'm going to keep this short because I really love all the points that you touched on, so and that's exactly what I was getting for today's energy as well. And so how do your relationships with yourself and others support your perspective of situations that can use improvement and healing that you have undergone in your life, right? How have situations where you have had to express certain hurt or um pull through and lean on some healing that you've gone through really helped gain and improve your perspective in your life currently. And so this is a day to really take ownership for the crutches that we possibly have in our life that support actions that may be helpful and harmful to us. And so 
really think about when we're introduced to situations that challenge our hook, things that challenge, you know, your ideals, your thought process when we have Mars here in Gemini, the way that you um, you think on a regular basis, the way that you, that your go-to thoughts and perspective on things, things that challenge that. How was your response? Do you respond typically in a way where you want to defend yourself in an aggressive way? And that's why I completely agree. So where this could be a day of tension where, you know, it could cause confrontation or argument specifically with Mars being in Gemini, a lot of confrontation because people may be speaking to areas that with Chiron retrograde here, you're working on, but you haven't completely healed or things that you're wanting to avoid, as we mentioned with yesterday's energy with Neptune. And so really think about how you can speak up for yourself in a way that takes out the aggression. So really rise to this challenge with this sextile here. This is really representing another window of opportunity for us to work through our hurt and healing through communication through being radically truthful and honest with ourselves with the tower card here this is being able to shift to like almost a new dimension a new entirely new way of thinking about things where you're not so aggressive you're not so focused on fighting people that bring up things that focus on you know emotional centers like oh that made me feel you know x y and z way talk through it don't fight it initially try to go through the process of listening to understand and not listening to respond and so um that's what i'm seeing predominantly for today's energy um let's go ahead and get into sunday as we close out the week with sunday september 18th we have a very interesting transit, uh, Mercury retrograde and Libra opposing Jupiter retrograde in Aries. And so this will be happening at four degrees, which corresponds to Cancer energy. So again, Mercury will be at four degrees Libra, opposing Jupiter at four degrees Aries. And so it's very interesting that the degree Cancer um, squares both of these energies. So it's even though like there's tension with the opposition, there's also tension with the square that both of these signs are creating um, with cancer, right? So to me, it's like there's some sort of resolution that we need to either observe or since we're dealing with cardinal signs, I would like to argue that it's something we need to do, right? It's whether it's a frequency or an action that we need to initiate in order to ease this tension because we are dealing with cardinal air and cardinal fire um, with this cardinal water being the, the little flavor on top, right? With this four degrees um, of cancer. So this is a day that you know, the jig is up, right, for a lot of us um, in the sense of that our dependency and our attachments may be holding us back to where that to a point where we're less effective as a leader. And I mean that in a spiritual sense, a spiritual leader, right? Not just like, you know, because people could lead you down uh, the wrong path. You know, we have like the Pied Piper um, story, right, about how it's, you know, not everyone is meant for you to follow. You know what I'm saying? I think leaders um, that are really doing the work spiritually have cultivated a community of people who are able to think for themselves, you know, and they all are um, in a well-informed sense following this person 
to an intended, like a, a collectively attended destination, you know, where even if everyone doesn't understand the mission to the same degree, because we look at like people like Moses, right? He got the message and his job was to get everybody out of Egypt. And then y'all had a lot of people that he just parted the Red Sea and you had people saying like, I kind of want to go back. <laughs> like, I don't know, this is not giving like all the comforts and that, you know, that we were used to back in Egypt. So it's like, not everyone is going to understand the assignment that you individually got as a leader, but it's very important for a leader, right? This Jupiter and Aries, Aries is self-actualized people, self-aware people, well-informed people who understand how following you, right? Being in community with you is leading them as well to their own individual spiritual purpose. So, but I think a lot of us are, are codependent on people, places, and things, you know, oh, I was waiting for you to give me the green light. I was waiting for y'all to act a certain way before I initiated. Oh, I was waiting for this to happen. You know, I was waiting for peace to happen before I initiate, you know, your, your initiative taking is dependent on a person, place, or thing, or frequency, or time, you know, and then with Jupiter and Aries, it's like, are you in some way hindering your own individual spiritual ascension process through the things that you are attached to to the communities like you know you want you 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 are passionate about people you want the people that you care about and have formed relationships with to be able to come and enjoy the promised land with you you know to the point where you might be slowing down the train to make sure that all the stragglers make it up on there with you you know um, but Jupiter and Aries is really like what I'm getting is really about minding our business on all levels, because when we do that, you know, any fears that come up about us being selfish or self-interested or self-serving, it actually makes us better for ourselves and others, you know, minding our business doesn't mean that we're not aware of the different threats or obstacles or challenges. Like I, I see them, you know what I'm saying? I see the, the, um, the cliff. I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to redirect the group and not have everyone walk off the cliff. Got it. I see it, but it's minding your frequency and minding your vibration. Um, with this opposition to Mercury retrograde, I'm feeling like a lot of us might take arguments with our partners to heart you know, or, um, you know, how we maybe let down our family, like the plan that our family expected for us, like that really, like we take that to heart, the fact that maybe our parents or our family is confused or disappointed in our purpose, like we're holding these interactions with other people very closely to our heart. And we're saying to ourselves, you know what, I'll just turn myself down, I'll just turn my energy down, or I'll just, you know, compromise on my spiritual purpose a little bit more, you know, drag it out a little bit more to make the people around me more comfortable or to put out all these fires that the people that I love have presented for me to fix, you know, but if you're constantly trying to put out fires for the people that you love, you know, you're draining and depleting your energy source, right? Aries is supposed to start the fires. <laughs> they're not there to put them out. They just start new ones. You know, they're the flame that keeps people going. And then people have you out here trying to put out their fires. You know what I'm saying? It's causing you to react in a way that's not natural to your own energy and abilities. So with this Sunday, it's an opportunity for us to, yes, like we're hearing the problems that our loved ones have. We do take, you know, a lot of reverence and respect when our partner is upset or with conflict with loved ones, but we're not allowing it to deter um, our spiritual growth and development at this very 
significant moment in time that we have with Jupiter retrograde and Aries. So that's what I have to say on that. Empress, um, take us home with this opposition. Yes, yes, and yes, right? So on this last day of this really life-changing week that is so, so available to us with all of the energy we've experienced from Monday all the way to today, we have the Four of Swords retrograde to represent Mercury retrograde in Libra. And that's going to be opposing the Four of Wands in the reverse to represent Jupiter in Aries, which Jupiter is retrograde as well at this time. So sometimes speaking up for yourself means speaking up for what you feel you deserve in relationships, what you deserve in partnerships, what you just feel that you deserve for yourself, as I mentioned in earlier transits for this week. And so sometimes others may not agree with what you feel you deserve, what you feel is best for you. And guess what? That is okay. But then after you see how someone else may disagree with how you see yourself moving forward, how you see yourself being able to embrace more rest, incorporating more rest in your cycles, especially as I, as I mentioned, when it comes to your daily habits, when it comes to your relationship with other people and you possibly pulling back some of your energy to resolve for yourself, to get more rest, to put more time into your work, into your bum hobbies, into your own business, right? Once you see that others don't agree with that you have a decision to make and that decision is am i going to continue moving forward with this relationship the way that it is or am i going to then continue and moving the in the direction that i feel is best for me and from monday literally going through those three days with the moon and taurus on tuesday wednesday thursday i feel like we've really been able to create by this point in this in the week now that we've hit sunday uh, an idea of how that can feel so magical and so beautiful and so in alignment with our destiny with our purpose and with spirit and so your decision now is to continue to move in the direction that you feel is best for you what is the best use of your time? What is the best use of your energy, right? And so now moving forward specifically in that for the sake of your best expansion, as we have Jupiter and Aries, as we mentioned, Aries is the number one zodiac sign. This is about you focus on yourself as an individual. Jupiter has to do with philosophy, with expansion, right? with how you're moving forward, with how you're taking action. It's a fire sign. And so how are you embracing your forward movement and expansion, specifically when it comes to you as an individual, even if it means you separating yourself from certain relationships or partnerships and just having more of a focus on putting you first. So I really love how this week ends out. That's what I'm seeing closing out the week. I'm just gonna close us out. So thank you all again for joining us for another episode. And we really appreciated having you here. We enjoyed your energy and we look forward to seeing you next Sunday. So remember to play the song of the week, which is Patience Freestyle by Ray Black. And also check out our link tree in the pinned link to not only join our email list, but to also order your Astro Tea journal. If you feel led to send Empress and I a love donation or Empress, at least for her solo return, okay? That just passed on the 9th. And even to book a personal session with either of us. And that way we can spend a lot more time in private building on your personal chart and doing card pulls as well. 
Also follow Astro T on Clubhouse here, follow the house and also on Instagram to catch up with us between episodes. So we love you all and have a terrific week. We will see y'all next Sunday.